one to Real Life, Real Equity with your host Justin and the lovely Keisha Brooks. Say hello everyone. Hey and welcome everybody. Our goal is to share with you real life examples of entrepreneurs who are winning in both life and business. As real estate investors, our mission is to model, educate, and inspire you to act by sharing easy to implement tools, ideas, and information to add more worth to your net worth, more cash to your cash flow, helping you achieve your goals in less time. And we'll do that right after this commercial break. Are you part of the club? The Real Equity Club is a group of like-minded individuals. The club's purpose is to help create more wealth for its members. The mission of the club, to help you increase your passive income and net worth. The club is completely free to you. When you join, you will receive the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. So join the club now at realequityclub.com to gain access. Or send us an email to info at realequityclub.com. That's info at realequityclub.com equityclub.com. We want to see you succeed in business and in life. So go to the website at realequityclub.com and join now. All right, welcome back to another episode of Real Life Real Equity. We are so excited to introduce you to our guest today. Carla Lee Martinez specializes in helping sales professionals and consultants massively accelerate their business by teaching them the modern art and science of selling, which shortens the sales cycle and closes more deals. She is laser focused on helping businesses, entrepreneurs, consultants, and salespeople say less and close more through her proven sales training program. Her mission is to elevate others using her own strategies combined with neuroscience and neurolinguistic programming, helping sales professionals become more effective in their sales and communication. Carla Lee loves helping her clients get more done in less time, quickly becoming top producers and then ramp their careers to an unimaginable level. Losing a parent at six years old had a profound impact on Carla Lee. The loss combined with her severe dyslexia meant the odds were stacked against her. And although her parents were told she'd be lucky to graduate high school, she graduated and went on to attain an MBA in business intelligence. During these struggles, she learned anyone can learn to do anything. Today, she is an incredibly successful trainer, entrepreneur, and sales professional. She is passionate about sales, personal development, neurolinguistics, neuroscience, and statistics. She explains how all of these technologies play into successful strategies for both life and business and from both a tactical perspective as well as a woman's perspective. And Andrew is a force to be reckoned with. He has 13 years of sleep center experience and owns the largest sleep center networks in the state of New Mexico. His focus is to create a convenient system where patients can receive the care and education they need to successfully treat their specific sleep disorder. He also helps the local business community by serving on the board of directors for the Rio Rancho Regional Chamber of Commerce and is on the leadership team of Visionaries, which is a young professional and executive networking group. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Carla Lee and Andrew. Welcome to the show, everybody. Glad to have you with us. Pleasure to be here. Yeah, thank you, Justin and Keisha, for having us on. No problem, no problem. Let's start off with, give us an idea of, one, Carla, how you guys started in business, and then, Andrew, how you guys started as well in business. Sure. So, interestingly, I had started my first business out of my apartment in college, and that process really was a combination of a, a broken nose 
and a medical bill. And this was right before Obamacare was going to come into play. And I thought, well, I should start a medical billing business. And through that experience and through that process, like I have, I didn't have like a business degree. I had my, my bachelor's is in political science. And what the greatest thing that honestly came out of that was I learned a ton out of that business and what what meant to be in business. But Mm. one of the best things that I I got out of that was I got to meet Andrew because I never started that business. I would have never learned how to network. I would have never built that confidence. And through our networking and mutual friends, like in the community, I got to meet Andrew. So honestly, the best thing I got out of that business was meeting Andrew. Oh, wow. Uh, That's awesome. So Andrew, tell us a little bit more about your story. Sure. So I got started in business by working at a sleep center here in Albuquerque. And from that experience, I saw that there was an industry need for sleep medicine services here in New Mexico, and especially in the rural areas. So what I did is we started a consulting company, and we started consulting to a bunch of different sleep centers around the state, helping them with marketing, accreditation, uh, policies and procedures and stuff like that. And we were really successful. So we helped out a lot of hospitals. We helped out a lot of doctor's offices. And what I discovered about consulting is, is that we were giving some really great advice and they were making all the money. And so what we said to ourselves is that, yeah, so we were like, well, we want to do this. We want to take our own advice. And so we started our own sleep center in Rio Rancho. And that's when our business really took off. And when I opened that location in Rio Rancho, and, and which is a kind of like a suburb of Albuquerque, that's yeah. when I met Carla Lee. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's amazing. So for our audience, they don't, if you don't know, they're married, they're a husband and wife, power couple, awesome entrepreneur team. It's really cool we get to highlight entrepreneurs, but it's really, really cool when we get to hi- highlight two entrepreneurs who are couples. So, you know, we really like doing that. Yes, very much so. So starting with you, Carla, go ahead and tell us the day you realized that this is what you were meant to be doing with your life. Sure. So I've always been an entrepreneur at heart. I've always been a weirdo. I've always been different. I never quite fit in. So even when I was in high school, I knew that if I was going to make it in this world and I had big dreams and big goals, then like the fastest and really the only path would be through entrepreneurship. and that was the beginning. That was the seed. But honestly, it wasn't until this summer. So like, it's literally took me 30 years to figure this out was that I have this natural skill and ability to connect with people to sell to, to help people find what they want, like in Mm. a sales interaction, or even like in a coaching uh, relationship. And it really is my duty to help people that if I continue to hide myself away and kind of say, you know what, like I'm not good enough or people don't care about this, then really I'm not doing a service to anybody. And so Mm. it was really through a journaling exercise I was doing this summer where I was like, you know what, this is what I was put on this earth for. And if I don't do this, then it's like, why am I here? And so that's really like the pinnacle, the climax of like all these other experiences that I've had with my first business and failure and going through bad partnerships and realizing that all of that was really just to make me who I am today. And so I would never say those experiences were, they weren't fun, but they were critical and important to, to where I am now. You really do yourself an injustice by not sharing your gifts and talents with the world. I mean, doing your passion is truly, yes, it'll make you money, 
but it also will impact others around you. Yep, I agree. So Andrew, tell us about when you realized this is what you were meant to be doing in your life. I think that entrepreneurship is really a roller coaster ride. So when, when we first got started with our business, we were you know, pretty scared. We were afraid because we were taking our business plan to a lot of different uh, organizations like the SBA and a bunch of different banks. And we were telling them, hey, you know, we've been doing this and we've been really successful. And none of them thought that we were bankable. None of them thought that this was a good idea. And so it's really discouraging when you get a lot of people that are in the business world that are telling you, hey, you know, we don't want to put our money behind this and we don't think this is a good idea. And so we really had to bear down and use our own money and come up with creative ways to fund our idea and say, hey, you know, we don't care what everybody else is saying. We're going to do this no matter what. That's it, period. When we started that journey um, with using our own money and putting our money where our mouth is, I think that that's the time when I really, really took it to heart to say, hey, you know, I got to do this. Like there is no safety net here. There's no line of credit. Like I'm doing it. That's it, period. And I think that that's the time when we first opened up that location with our own money and the money that we saved up that I really understood that I was like, this is what we're meant to do. I'm, I'm meant to be an entrepreneur. I'm meant to help people. And bringing sleep medicine services to the rural communities, that's what my, my passion was. And so we knew that that was our gift. And the patients responded. The customers responded. They wanted this. They needed this. And so when we first started opening up our location and we got busier and busier, it was an amazing adventure because you took your idea and you put it into practice and you, and you implemented that action and you knew that it was going to work and you had passion behind it. And then you were able to see the results. Wow. That's really good. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's, that's really powerful. So you said a couple of things in there that I just want to highlight for our audience specifically, you know, we say to our audience all the time that entrepreneurship is definitely a roller coaster ride. I mean, it's ups and downs. There's, you know, dips and, and divots and twists and turns. It's like the most amazing thrill ride and scary thrill ride you'll ever go through in your life. I also want to highlight that you all had a level of boldness and a level of self-awareness when it comes to chasing what it is that you believe in. Uh, the banks all say no. And it's amazing how many times a bank will say no to you when you have a really great idea. And they'll say, because of all the metrics that don't really matter because of metrics that haven't worked in the past, why you won't work as well. And so it's really interesting how that, that dynamic works. You know, I really want to say congratulations for sticking it out and following your gut, following your heart. It's yeah. interesting that you bring that up because um, my business is called Markov Consulting. And, it, and Markov Consulting is based off of a statistical model. And in business, we use bank loans. And so they're using statistical models or probabilities of your success or not. Mm -hmm. And with the Markov chain, the reason why I named my business that is because statistically what you put in, you're, you'll get a different result. So your probability of success is only high if you put these other inputs in. So if I have that resilience, that grit, that persistence, like it will happen. It might take longer, might not be pretty, it's going to be messy, but I'll get there. So explain us a little bit because you hit on it and I was going to ask you about uh, Markov itself, like what, explain what that means because you said the Markov chain and I want to make sure that our audience understands what that means. So explain that a little bit. Sure. So uh, Markov, a Markov chain is a statistical model. So it's something that Google actually uses in their search engine. So whatever you type in, it like has a probability of like keywords and this is what it'll produce, right? Um, so right. it's just a statistical model. 
And what we do is we teach people how to sell using the four C's to selling. And okay. it's a combination of art and science. We incorporate, and by we, I mean I and the people that support me around me is neuroscience, neurolinguistic programming, and some just basic principles of, of selling to shorten the sales cycle. We all, as entrepreneurs, we go out and we network. And networking is also a, an art in itself. And I found that I've talked to a lot of salespeople, insurance reps, and people in real estate, and other entrepreneurs and small business owners. And they have this really good idea, but they can't sell it. And so I've set out to help those people, and whether they're a beginner or seasoned professionals, to just be better at sales and more importantly, closing. And so whatever I put into my mind, whatever actions I take, I'm going to get the X result. And so that's the Markov chain in the mm. business name, right? Markov Consulting. Whatever I put in, whatever I invest in myself, the skills that I choose to develop, will I will have the result of success or better closing rates and better connections and a larger network. So that's kind of the high level Markov consulting name. It's perfect. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, Carla, you sound really confident with this business model. Were you always this way? And as a team, just sound like you have everything knocking it out the yeah, <laughs> in place. Was that always the case? No, that wasn't always the case. Even today, there's days where I struggle, right? Um, but I definitely have worked to improve my confidence and, and again, have that self-worth of this, what I do is, is my gift to the world, right? Is right. why I'm put here. And, you know, we all have our good and bad days. Entrepreneurship, like Andrew said, is a roller coaster ride. And it's taken me years to develop this confidence. And honestly, sometimes getting drugged through the ringer and, you know, having your you know, your knees kicked in and getting back up will give you confidence, right? And, yeah. and you just get back up again. No one's taking your birthday away, right? Like there's the worst case scenario, like never really happens, whatever's going on in your head. And right. so I'm like, okay, if I can get through this or I've gotten through some other uh, pretty tough things in my life, like this, this is a piece of cake. Right. You hit it on the head. I, uh, I've been thinking about this a lot lately. You said getting kicked in the knees and then being able to get back up and just keep going forward. Like if you can go through a really hard time in your life, you can really get through just about anything. With that being said, we always want to add a level of reality to our podcast because yes. we see a lot of Facebook personalities with all the Lambos, private jets and all of that, you know, showstopper high life. But what were some of the real life highs and lows? What were some of the steps you took to persist through those highs and lows? Give us some reality for uh, what it means to really be an entrepreneur. Yes. Andrew, you want to answer this one? Why don't you go first and I'll follow it up. Sure. So what it means to be an entrepreneur is to just not give up. One of the, the highs when I first had my first business medical billing was I got my first client and I worked months to get this client and I thought was like the best thing since sliced bread because I've basically been working as a college student and then running around town trying to network and get my client and I was ecstatic I was like yes I've made it I have a client and I can make money and because I had invested all of my money I was going to go to law school and I decided to invest my law school money into my first business oh, wow. and so I had like basically it was like I have to make money the the down of that was my first client never paid me and so oh. so i had to learn like okay in you know i was 21 22 so i didn't have a lot of experience yet and i was a little naive 
that, you know, everybody in business does business well and like, right. And they always do the right thing. Cause my mom had, had had her own business and she'd always would tell me, you know, no matter what you have to do the right thing. Right. And so I guess my model was that everyone always does the right thing and pays their bills. Cause growing mm-hmm. up, we sometimes didn't have enough money. Cause my mom would always say, you know what, you got to take care of your employees first. You got to take care of pay your bills first, and then you can take care of yourself. Maybe that, that might not have been the, the best model, but in my mind, I, I took that in. So this client never paid me. And it was a lot of money for me at the time. And it kind of put me in a financial bind of like, okay, can I keep doing this? And again, I was just like, you know what? I'm not going to let this person like be a dream stealer mm. and moved on from there. But yeah, it was a pretty hard hit. But it also brought me back to reality that not everybody in business is your friend. That's right. Mm, yeah. I agree. So there was a moment in my business where things were going kind of rocky. And I had my, my business partner, the one that got me started in sleep medicine, was my brother. Mm. And so when, when you have family in your business, it can be incredible. It can be great. But there's also a lot of drawbacks and consequences, a lot of pros and cons to having family in your business. And I tell people that entrepreneurship isn't, isn't for everybody. And for my brother, it wasn't for him. And he was having a lot of struggles with it. He was having some trouble with his family. He was having a lot of trouble with his uh, at-home life. And then that was coming back into our business. Mm -hmm. And so one of the toughest things that I had to do was I had to fire my brother. He couldn't work for us anymore. And he was the one that had most of the sleep center experience. He was a registered sleep technologist. He knew a lot about the uh, policies and procedures. He knew a lot about the operations. I handled mostly the business side. And so it was super scary trying to come to grips with how am I going to replace this person? Right. This person I trust incredibly. This person has the knowledge. He has the productivity, but he's not able to, to do it at this level because he has a lot of other distractions that are going on at this moment. And so I had to make a decision to, to let him go. Yeah. And it was really tough and it, and it actually cost us our relationship. And so those are some of the, the low, the low points of, of my businesses is having to, having to do that and do what's right as a fiduciary to the company. Right. And so it was a really a dark time uh, right after that. And what kept me going was, is that we had a lot of people that were still, you know, coming into the sleep center and we had uh, customers that needed our our work. And so I just put my head down and, and we found a, a replacement for him. What was incredible about it is that our employees responded to it. They could see that, that he was struggling mm-hmm. and they responded from the action that I took because they knew that I did the right thing. Oh, and wow. so the employees rallied around me and brought me up. They were like, Hey, you know, we can do this. And this is the plan that we're going to put in place. And so we all executed the plan. And really from there, I opened up a, another location down in uh, Los Lunas, and then we had our Las Cruces uh, location going. We continued to uh, roll out our strategy, and we opened up more and more locations. And that's actually when our when our business actually started to become really successful, and we became the largest uh, sleep center network in the state of New Mexico. Oh wow! Michael Gerber talks about this in his book, The E Myth. You know, sometimes being an excellent technician is not always the key to being an excellent business owner. You know, there's a difference. Every plumber Mm -hmm. that is a plumber doesn't know how to run a plumbing business. Every cook who's a cook doesn't know how to run a restaurant. It's a huge difference between 
the action of the skill versus running of the business. And so, you know, I, I want to say, I want to commend you for that, even though it was a really tough time. And it's probably something that you still have to, you know, work with on in your mind mentally is something that you um, were able to follow through on one and two recognize. Yeah. But you also, um, there's something else that kind of came about with that story is the team building. I mean, yeah. I think when it comes to having a business, you also have to know how to sculpt your team really so that, you know, no matter what you have that in place. And if you have to change people in it, in and out, you have that baseline of where you can work up from. And I think that was something too, that I, you know, picked up from the story. Right. With that being said, we also want to transition and actually give some advice and tips to our audience. You know, what are three things that the audience can take away that you would utilize maybe in your business just to get started? Maybe something focusing um, in the team building or um, partnership, because it seems like you guys highlighted on that. Or, or uh, even with your business, Markov Consulting, you know, some things that you might want to highlight there. Yeah. Sure. So one thing that I've personally have learned through business is to trust your intuition. So I tend to be a very like logical thinker type and ignore my gut feelings. And it's bitten me in the butt more than once. And every time I think back, there was a red flag and I even crossed my mind, like, is this the right thing? Right? Is this the right partnership? And I think as entrepreneurs and in our society, we're like, it's got to be logical. It's got to be statistical, right? But sometimes you just got to trust your gut. And I recently heard someone say, I believe it was Kyle. And he said, never do a good deal with a bad person, right? Oh, no matter how yeah. good it is. Yeah. And so that really kind of articulated what I was feeling, right? And so I think that's a big one. And with Markov Consulting and sales training, I think a lot of people, like, I get a lot of calls or a lot of students who are like, just give me the juicy stuff, right? Like, give me the advanced neuroscience and NLP. So somebody who is in karate or martial arts, <clears throat> that person who was a black belt didn't get to a black belt just by walking in and saying, all right, you know, master, give me, give me your best moves. No, they mastered the white belt. Right. And then they, they mastered the yellow belt. And then they mastered the belt after that. And it was a progress. And so the reason why the black belt was so good is because they have the basics. They have the foundations. And the same thing with, with my training and what I do is I help my clients master these basics so they can become like sales ninjas, right? And really right. be able to predict and motivate their prospects to, to buy and make a buying decision, whether that's to buy or not buy. But again, we shorten the sales cycle by being able to communicate with people at both the conscious and unconscious levels. But that requires, again, mastering the foundation, the basics, so you can go out and be a master. So I want to make sure that our audience understands. I, when we talk about sales, I know a lot of people will think, oh, man, she's not talking to me because I'm not in sales. You know, I work a full-time job. Wrong. That's not the case. See, anytime you do anything in life, you are selling. Yeah. Every moment of every day that you wake up and interact with another human being, you're selling. When you look in the mirror and interact with yourself, you're selling. You have to sell yourself on what you're doing. So I don't want this conversation to fall on deaf ears because I, you might say I'm not in the formal occupation of sales. Right. Everybody is in sales. 
Yeah. If you yeah, if you've ever tried at any point in your day to influence somebody, you're in sales. So right. if you're trying to get your kid to eat some broccoli, you're in sales. If Absolutely. You're trying, <laughs> you're trying to seduce your man, you're in sales. I'm just kidding. Um, no, you're right. That's, yeah. I mean, you're that's a, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> We, we always are talking about the real life of it. So, you know, we appreciate you really breaking that down. But right now, give us some, some tips for our entrepreneurs, our investors, people who are trying to be better, do better, improve their situation. Give us some action items, both Andrew and, and Carla, that they could use to improve themselves as entrepreneurs and investors, both from Markov and from your experiences running the biggest sleep study company in the state of New Mexico. So I think one of the first things that an entrepreneur can do, first, I would get a mentor or a coach. And that's one of the real basic foundation things for being an entrepreneur is having that person that you can go to to get advice. Having that person that's been there and done that. And what I find so powerful about having a mentor or a coach, I'm not reading it from a book and I'm not getting it from somebody else. I like getting it directly from the horse's mouth. So what I tell entrepreneurs is that go find the person that's the best at what you're already doing and uh, see if you can have that person become a mentor or become a coach for you so that way you can learn the skills you can embody the way that this person thinks and you can model after them and if you run into struggles you have a person that you can pick up and call you know when you run into a specific challenge in your specific business you can't really just put that in a Google search and, and ask Siri or, or Google for the advice on what you should do in your business. You right. really want to get a good advice directly from the horse's mouth. So yeah. my, my second one is networking. I think a lot of entrepreneurs, they, uh, they hire a sales team and then they put their sales team out there, but they don't network themselves. Mm. And I find that if you actually are, are the owner of the business, that you still need a network. I have a, a sales staff that goes out and provides services to our physicians and to our customers. And I still myself go to networking meetings. It really helps keep me in the loop on things. It helps me keep me connected to my customer and what they're thinking. And so to have a, a, a good network is really helpful because when I uh, need a resource, I can go directly to my network and they're able to help me out. Hmm. Uh, the last one I'm going to give is, is number three. And it's uh, hire, what I call hiring to your values. One of the biggest challenges I find for entrepreneurs is that it's hard for them to find good people. I hear that all the time. Oh man, you know, I want, I have a few positions that I have open or I have a sales position that I have open or, you know, a customer service position. And I've, I've hired people in the past and they just never worked out. And I asked them, well, what is your hiring model? What is your hiring process? And they're like, well, we just bring them in for an interview. And if I like them, I hire them. I'm like, well, that's not necessarily a, a good process. There's a lot better processes out there as far as hiring. And one that I found that works best for us, it was from a lady. Her name is Ann Rhodes. And she has a book that's called Built on Values. And it's probably one of the best business books that I've ever read on hiring and operating your business. And it does it based from a core set of values. So the first thing that you do in this book is you, uh, you find out what your company's values are. And you do that through a cross-sectional team. So this is frontline people. These are, you know, new hires all the way up to senior C-suite executives. We all get together in the room and we all have the same voice and we discover what our values are for this company, what it is that, that we are at the core. And from there, 
we then create a, a model for hiring people that live to that core. I'll give you an example. Ann Rhodes, she used to be the head of people at Southwest Airlines. And Southwest, one of their core values is having fun. They want to hire fun people. You can't teach somebody to be funny. <laughs> you're either fun or you're not. And I'm not saying that, you, that if you're not funny, that that's wrong. But at Southwest Airlines, they want to hire fun people. And so that's one of the things is that if a person comes in and they're like, well, this person's qualified, they can do the job, but this person's not funny, they're no hire. And so at, at Quality Sleep Solutions, we use the same model for hiring people. So we want to make sure that they have the capabilities of doing the job. But the most important thing is that they align to our company values, because if they do align to our company values, we can teach them how to, how to perform the activities that are required for the job description. That's wow. You can teach somebody how to perform the, the job itself. You can't teach somebody how to be who they are. That hit the nail on the head. So give us some stuff that we don't know that we don't know. Sure. So there's a lot of books out there and a lot of really old and outdated tactics around selling. But with today's technology and the advancements we've made in neuroscience and like MRI, like we can actually scientifically like map out how someone makes a decision decision and not that within the sales interaction and so I think now that we're in in this world it's not so much of you got to be closing you got to always be closing that's a very outdated it's a very offensive way people are armed with so much more information Mm -hmm. and so in today's world like you really just have to differentiate yourself your offer from the competition I know that sounds kind of like old style but the way you do that in neuroscience is that the brain right the old part of our brain Mm-hmm. It, it, it the brain will basically go into an idle mode if it thinks that it has seen or heard something before it's going to conserve energy it's it's there for survival and if it's like oh i've seen or i've heard this pitch before i sell insurance right or i'm a real estate i've heard this pitch the brain's going to go into an idle mode probably people listening right now are in idle wake yeah. up wake up uh just kidding and um so, <laughs> no, that's good, do, though. so you want to like wake up the brain and that's when you do something with new and novel, right? So it's however you make your pitch. You might be selling something that is very boring, right? Or people have heard before a thousand times. So you got to make yourself new and interesting. Andrew and I like to play the game of starting our pitch, right? Your elevator pitch. You're like, oh, my name is Card Elite and I sell sales training. Like, that is so boring. Like, you're, you're, you're going to check out. And so, right? Okay, well. Can I do mine? Can yeah, I give you my example? Like Carly was saying, is that instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm, I'm a banker, you know, a lot of times when you say that, people's eyes glaze over and they're already passed out. And right. so with me, what I say is, I sell the antidote for zombies. And they go, oh, and some people are like, oh, okay. And they're trying to put it together when a person says, hey, this person sells the antidote for zombies. One, they're thinking, well, are zombies real? And is this a real business? And so they get them a little confused. And then two, it's funny. And three, out of all the people that they met at this networking event, there might have been hundreds of people. That person, I guarantee you, is going to remember me. And I'll say, well, what we do is we have medical doctors send us their zombie-like patients, and we quarantine them in a private room, and we give them an overnight sleep study. And what we find out is that they're not actually zombies, but they have raging sleep apnea. And so that's how we treat them. <laughs> that, like that's so different it's and it's so catchy i mean I, i'll never forget that now <laughs> yeah so like in sales right you got to be able to pitch your idea or speak to your prospects or whoever you're selling on like your kids right it's got to be something new and novel 
and exciting or literally the brain will go into idle mode. Like they have research, they've they know that for a fact. And so you have to capture that, that mind. And so that's one of the steps in my course, my training is to captivate. You got to captivate the mind and get that attention. And there's like, again, scientific proven ways that you can capture and keep the attention of the mind. Cause just cause, because you get the attention one time, like the antidote to zombies, right? Andrew, he kind of keeps them leading on with the story. So they're like, right. they're, they're paying attention still because you say, well, I sell the antidote to zombies. And they're like, okay. And you don't go on, you don't keep the attention and you just jump right back into something that's boring. Then you're going to lose them again. So right. you have to captivate the mind to captivate their attention by really something new and exciting. I want to say this because when he said that, my brain started picturing what he was saying. I mean, like I literally, he said, I saw the antidote for zombies and you're, <laughs> the doctor sends them and we quarantine them in a room and like keep them over. Now, I felt like I was watching a movie in my yeah. head. So, I mean, it, it, I get it. It's, that was really awesome. Okay. So... Carla Lee has a free report that she wants to give everybody, everybody listening to in the audience today. Tell us a little bit about the free report. It's uh, the three steps to predicting client behavior, right? Sure. Yeah. So this free report I wrote, it's the one pager, really fast read. And what it does is it literally is the three steps to what we talked about of captivating that mind, right? Getting the attention of the old brain or sometimes known as a reptilian brain. And there's three easy steps. It's, I mean, we talked about it being scientific, but it actually, like, if you can read these three steps, it's super easy. And when you're able to predict your client behavior, be one step ahead of them, right? Like your sales is going to increase. So my intention for this free report is if you never do business with me and you are not in sales, you're maybe a stay at home mom or like if you are not in a quote sales profession, that this would bring value to your life by being able to just stay one step ahead of your prospects. To find this free report, all you have to do is go to markovconsulting.com and it's M-A-R-C-O-V consulting.com. There is a button at the top that says free report and put your email address and you'll get the free report instantly. Read it, use it. If you have questions, feel free to uh, email me. Uh, my email is Carla Lee at markovconsulting.com and it's my real email i actually respond ask me questions (laughs) ask me questions and i'd be more than happy to help okay and you also just launched your course yesterday so i want to say congratulations on that uh tell us a little bit more about that sure so i created the four c's to selling again to incorporate neuroscience, neuromarketing, NLP, and some of the more traditional aspects of selling, I found that a lot of the stuff was piecemealed together or very academic. So I read a ton of academic research, very bone dry about neuroscience and neuromarketing. And I thought, how can I put this in a way that, you know, an average person who isn't nerding out for hours at a time on neuroscience actually implement (laughs) this, right? And, you know, going through entrepreneurship, right, I thought about like, okay, what is something easy to remember? So the four C's, you got to get clarity, you got to captivate, convince, and close. And someone who's good at sales, or in my experience, my process and entrepreneurship, right, diamonds are created under pressure. Right. And so that hence the four C's, you know, diamonds have four C's. And so, so the four C's is really just all of that knowledge all that data dump all that experience put into four easy steps 
so that someone can do the course. It's only four weeks long and literally go out and increase their sales, increase their closing rate, shorten that sales cycle and make more money. So the price right now is only $197. So I've tested this and I've actually done, I do a lot of one-on-one coaching on some of these same principles, but again, my time is finite. And so I'm like, how can I help more people and make it more affordable? So $197 is all it costs, lifetime membership. Not Mm. only that, but I also am going to offer the first 100 people that uh, register this month free coaching every week uh, in like a group coaching setting. And so normally I charge $1,000 a week for that. This is going to be part of the launch of like people getting involved and being able to answer real life questions with people because again, the intention is to help someone develop a skill that can never be taken away from them, right? Like I don't want necessarily lifetime students. I want people to graduate, but I also want to make sure that I'm supporting them in developing that skill set. So $197, four weeks of training on the art and science of selling. I agree. That's awesome. I appreciate that. And we have a special deal, right? For our customers, our listeners. Yeah. Yeah. For your listeners, you actually want to give you guys a... 10% discount code and the discount code is real like uh, real life r-e-a-l 19 so it's real, real 19. 19 is a 10% discount code for the course I appreciate that that's uh that's really cool uh, and I know I'm going to be signing up for it here in the next couple of minutes because I'm definitely interested in adding to my skill set as uh, one an entrepreneur and two as a everyday all-day salesperson when I'm presenting myself to the world so We just want to say thank you for uh, taking the time to talk to us today. It was an excellent, awesome interview. Thank you, Andrew. Thank you, Carla Lee. As always, uh, we want to thank you for listening. Thank you for joining us on the call today, and we look forward to the next time we meet. Awesome. Thank you guys so much for having us. Yes, thank you. Yeah, thanks, everybody. I'll tell you. Thank you for listening to Real Life Real Equity Podcast. If you'd like more information on joining the Real Equity Club, visit the website at realequityclub.com. There, you will get access to the tools, providers, and ideas you need to create, grow, and maintain your wealth. Again, that's realequityclub.com. If you would like to ask the hosts a question or be exposed to our podcast audience, visit our website at realliferealequity.com and submit a request. Again, that's realliferealequity.com. Or send us an email at info at realliferealequity.com. Again, that's info at realliferealequity.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week right here on Real Life Real Equity Podcast.